Hey guys, welcome to the Goop You Podcast. This is John Dorsey, back again. This is episode 12 or 13, one of those guys. Uh, you may notice, maybe you don't, but I got a new microphone. I hope it sounds a little better. Uh, I didn't really ever intend to get another one, but a couple of you said, hey, I hear everything that's going on in your house. So here I am. I got, an, I got a better one. Uh, I fought with a different brand microphone yesterday for like the whole day, back and forth to the electronics store. I'm not a smart guy when it comes to technology, which is why I never wanted to, I never really looked into doing a podcast in the first place, but uh, there's apps out there that make it easy enough to, to in this day and age where you can just record something, launch it into the internet, and that works for me. So, with that being said, uh, we're talking today about what I call the if it fits your macros trap. It probably you already know if I'm coaching you, if you talk to me or follow my shit, you already know I, I don't like if it fits your macros. We're gonna talk about why. Uh, we're gonna talk about corrections that clients or dieters make when they mess up on their diet and why those corrections usually lead to worse things. Uh, we're gonna talk about intermittent fasting. And then if we have some time, we'll cover some other random shit. Uh, anyway, if it fits your macros, I-I-F-Y-M. So if you don't know what that is, it's basically a diet strategy based off of choosing an appropriate amount of your macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats. So you decide on these three numbers, and then you eat whatever you can eat so long as it fits within that puzzle. It's like Tetris, where you have to make it fit perfectly. If you've ever played Tetris, you know this doesn't always work. You know, the faster the levels go, the deeper you are in the levels, it becomes harder and harder and harder to fill all of those gaps. And eventually, you lose, and then you start the level over again. This is a great example of why if it fits your macros, fucking sucks. We'll talk about that in a second. My primary reason for not using it and not liking it is this. And you, what I'm about to say is it's a fact. If I have a client and I've assigned them an amount of protein, an amount of carbs, an amount of fats, there is literally nothing stopping them from all of their protein coming from protein powder, all of their carbs coming from honey or table sugar, and all of their fats coming from sticks of butter. There's literally nothing stopping them. They would be following my diet. They would be doing exactly what I was asking of them. Would they feel great? Would their digestion be great? Would they be making progress? No. They would probably be shitting the pants out. <laughs> that, that, I can almost guarantee that would be happening. <laughs> they would not feel great. Uh, they would probably feel like a greasy mess. And I don't know anybody who likes to just eat sticks of butter. But that's a, that's a wild example, right? But that example, I'm using it as a way to demonstrate you can do it wrong. So if I'm being paid by you to give you direction and lead you in the right direction, and I've given you a way of fucking it up that through no fault of your own you could do without me, I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you. So if, you're, if you've paid somebody to give you direction, they should give you clear and concise direction. I don't like that room for error. Let's talk about other reasons why it's bad. So we're talking about margin of error. 
I think that even the best client that I have, and so I, just by contrast, I coach by meals. Any good bodybuilding coach out there, you know, this is just my opinion, man. But any good bodybuilding coach out there is going to tell you meals. They're usually not going to tell you macros because we want you to be doing specifically exactly what we're asking. That's how you make progress, consistency, specific strategies, following a diet. So we're going to give you meals. And I would say even giving ounces and grams and food choice, maybe the best client I have is following it 95% to the letter. And this is just because of human error. We're humans. We're not perfect. We're not like data from Star Trek, right? We can make mistakes. It happens all the time, whether it be measurement or maybe you know, the food is slightly different, you bought the wrong thing or a little too much sauce here, there, and everywhere. If you have six meals in a day, that's six opportunities to not be 100%. It happens, and it's nothing. there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're 90, 95%, you're going to be making a ton of progress. But we're talking about 95% somebody who's cooking the same shit every single day, knows in advance a week ahead of time what they're going to be eating for the week, has experience preparing these particular foods. The labels remain consistent because I'm assuming they're buying the same products, you know, same place you go grocery shopping for your chicken and your whatever every single week. So all of those things combined, they, they reduce the margin of error because we have consistency across the board. If you do, if it fits your macros, that opens the possibilities to you having an entirely different food choice every single day. Throw out the example of, you know, butter and protein powder and honey. Throw that example out. Let's talk about somebody that's using fast food, for example, to if it fits your macros and they're comfortable doing that. All right, fantastic. So McDonald's is telling you that a McDouble has like 34 grams of protein, this much fat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're following that label that they're posting online and you're not preparing the food. Be honest with me. How motivated do you think the employee squeezing the mayonnaise is on making sure that it's weighed out to the grams specified by the FDA label? I'm gonna say probably not. I, I don't think there's very much accuracy in that, right? So just that alone, the fact that the fats can wildly vary is a discrepancy. Now that's you know one thing that you may eat in a day of seven or eight or nine or 10 things on if it fits your macros. If all of them have that crazy varying degree every single day, this puzzle gets a lot harder to solve. That's when I was talking about Tetris. It's like, well, fuck. I started my day, I ate two donuts, now I have no fat left and I have to just eat chicken for the rest of the day. How is that helping you? It's just putting yourself in a box. It's stressing people out. I think that as a coach, you should prepare your people to be successful and take all of the stress out of what they're eating. You give direction. So you're hiring somebody, you don't know the right things to eat and they're not telling you the right things to eat. They're telling you three numbers that you're not even familiar with. And then you've got to go and label, read, and figure it all out on your own. Nobody's getting better from this. Nobody's getting better from this. I, I do truly think it's kind of a lazy approach to coaching. It's not really all that hard to send out you know, three numbers every single week or bi-weekly or whatever they do and, and adjust it over time. It's not really that hard. So. Uh, if you're doing macros right now and it's working for you, great. You're in the minority as far as success rates. If 
you want to switch to it and you don't want to pay for a coach, write yourself a meal plan and write yourself a meal plan based off of the macros that you're currently using, but then try to stick to it for a long period over time. And you'll notice that you could probably rock with the same macros you were using before and not really progressing and maybe regressing and make forward progress. Or at least you'll know which direction you're going because there's some consistency in it. So that's my take on if it fits your macros. And another uh, kind of diet strategy that I don't like where, where people do intermittent fasting. They call it IF, intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting has its place in bodybuilding it has its place in dieting but <clears throat> intermittent fasting has taken on like this new thing new persona where it very literally is I'm not eating enough food to sustain my hunger and happiness so I will fast for 18 hours and then I will have a small eating window where I binge eat and then I'll do it again in 24 hours this doesn't work long term, right? I like to use intermittent fasting, aid in digestion. I've got some guys where they're eating seven, eight, nine meals a day. Sometimes you gotta fast them. Just let everything clear out, maybe go for a day, next day back to normal. I don't have anybody that's doing an intermittent fasting schedule for perpetual till the end of time. It's not their daily or intermittent fasting. That's a really great way to train yourself to have an, a, a binge trigger to, to binge so, so you're fitting all of your food into this tiny little window and you're not doing it for any sort of digestion related reason you're doing it because the food that you've chosen isn't satisfying over a period of 24 hours or 12 hours or 18 hours however many hours you're awake but it can be satisfying in this small little crunch of time if you're doing intermittent fasting because of that you're training yourself to do the wrong thing and you should stop you'll probably notice every three or four days you go off the fucking rails. Why? Because you're starving yourself and then putting yourself in really long periods of time without any nutrition. It doesn't work and it's not a great idea. So please stop that. Uh, other things that I see people do, and this is probably the most common question I think any coach gets. I know it's the most common question I get within the first few weeks of training somebody or, or helping them with their diet. Let's, let's talk about it. I'm going to put this out there, and then I want you to give your justification on what you think should happen, and then I'll give you what I think. Okay, you got a client. First week, everything goes fine. Second week, they had the cheat meal on Saturday. Everything was all right. They checked in on Saturday. Sunday, they got invited to a mixer, a party, something or other. They go out. They had a big cheat meal again, alcohol, a couple cookies, a piece of cake. They send you an email, text. Snapchat, carrier pigeon, and they say, Coach, Sunday I really had a huge blowout. Uh, I'm at the gym right now. I, I can do some extra cardio to kind of make up for it. How much extra cardio should I do? Answer the question. You're listening to this. W what do they do? What does this person do? Okay. So let's say you reply and you say, Do an extra hour. You've now taught this person that there is a remedy to falling off of the diet. You've taught them that the consequences don't count so long as you punish yourself afterwards. You're creating a solution to deviation from the diet and it's going to make it mentally a lot easier to deviate in the future because it's not going to be 
the consequence of, oh wow, I've been invited out to this thing, I could go and eat like a normal person, or I could go and I could eat to excess, and I know in the future that if I do this, I can go do some extra cardio and I'll make up for it. You've removed the consequence of, oh, if I eat off my diet, I'm not gonna make progress. That's what people should be thinking. You should always have the thought that if I'm, I'm, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm not gonna be making the progress I could be making. By encouraging cardio fixes, that's what I call it, by encouraging cardio fixes, you're creating an alternative to the consequence. And you're saying, well, okay, we can fix it if we do this. Guess what that person's always gonna do? Whenever they eat off plan, which they're gonna do more frequently because there's a fail safe, they're gonna go and do a fuck ton of cardio. That doesn't help anybody. That's not teaching somebody to accept the consequences of not following what they should be following. So don't do that. And if you find yourself having have done that, maybe you've never even told me if I'm coaching you doing that, just stop it. And you should, if you know, we've had this conversation, so you should realize why. That's a bad precedent to set. You're kind of training yourself to loosen up the screws because you know, oh, if I got an extra hour, then I can do this. And it's not gonna, it's, it never evens out. It never makes you feel better. And it always just ends to less adherence to your diet. So that's all I got today, guys. I hope this audio is a lot better than it was the last couple of times. I have uh, coming up Bud Jeffries. If you guys look him up at Bud Jeffries on Instagram, he's coming up on Tuesday this coming week. He's a circus-y, strongman, internet personality kind of guy. He's got all sorts of wild shit on there. Uh, I've had a bunch of you kind of field in my inbox and ask, hey, I want to be on the podcast, talk about this. I don't think I've told any of you know. So if you got something fun to talk about or something interesting, uh, even if it's only tangentially related to fitness, Send me a message, shoot me a pitch, uh, and I'll kind of tell you the rules and and get to it. Uh, I'm about to go hit some chest, so have a great day, guys.